Did you see that light? Have you heard the noise? Did you hear the song and the music that was going on? It was strange, peculiar. I'm, I'm telling you, it was something different than anything I'd ever known or experienced at all in my life as we looked at it. I know, I know, you think I'm just some old coot that fell off his rocker, but I'm telling you, this news is, will change the world. It'll never be the same again. Okay, okay. I know I need to slow down. Just let me start from the beginning. I'm a shepherd. And I was out just like every night of almost all my life, ever since I was just a child, been out with the sheep and being a part of it. And it was not like any other night as we were out watching over the sheep and, and doing the things that were going on and being a part of it. And, you know, I, I, nobody really thinks much of shepherds. In fact, in Judea, shepherds are some of the lowest level people that anybody looks at and thinks about. They, just, they don't have any claim to anybody. Nobody really cares much about them and being a part of it and, and what's going on. And, I guess you can't blame them when you spend 24 hours a day with sheep and shearing them and feeding them and moving them from grass to grass and protecting them and everything. It's not long before you begin to smell kind of like the critters that you're with and being a part of it. And everybody knows who you are. But you see, this was a really clear night. And and we were there around the fire just trying to get warm and watching, watching out over the sheep as we were being a part of it. And suddenly, like a falling star, a light began to come toward us. It was a warm and a white light. And it was so bright. And it came and it blinded our eyes. We had to shield our faces from that light. And we were so afraid. Don't kill us. Don't kill us. But when I realized I wasn't dead, I recognized that there was a, a man. A man, an angel. Yeah, it was an angel that was standing there before us. And, 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 and he said, don't be afraid. And I needed those words. Don't be afraid. For I bring you good news. Great joy. For unto all men has been born Christ the Lord. But that wasn't all. Suddenly. There was a whole slew of angels everywhere. And they were all singing and praising God and celebrating what had been done. Glory to God in the highest. And peace on earth to all God's people. Being a part of that time. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Do you understand what's being talked about? These angels were singing to us, to, to me, to us shepherds. They weren't singing to kings. They weren't singing to the rich people of the land, the religious leaders. They were singing to us, the shepherds of the field, the lowly people. What does this mean? What, what did it really say? It meant that God noticed me. That God saw me. That God loves me. And we went. Like the angel said, we rushed to where they told us to go. And there, just like they said, was that little child lying in a manger. Wrapped in strips of cloth. And I reached to touch his hand. He opened his eyes. And he smiled at me. Can you imagine? God. The future king. The creator. Smiled at me. He loves me. Folks, that's what the angel song is all about. That's what we're here to celebrate today and to think about today and through the Christmas season is the reality that, we, that God sent angels 
to announce the birth of his son. We've seen it. We've, it's been part of our, respond, our, our reading this morning. But just let me share with you again this precious word from the Lord in Luke chapter 2. And invite you to stand as we hear these words, verses 8 through 14. And hear what it has to say and understand what's going on here in this matter. In the same region, there were shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom He is pleased. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, what an amazing moment that must have been for those shepherds. To be there in the everydayness of their life, to not expect anything, to not believe much of any good could ever come their way. And yet you chose in that magnificent moment in history to sing to them the song of the ages. Glory to God in the highest. And certainly, God, today we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. We just want to worship you in all that you are. Father, and then that promise that you were going to make peace available for all those who would respond to the gift that you were presenting in your son, Jesus Christ. Father, just remind us again. Let us hear that song anew in our own hearts this day, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, birth announcements are are pretty important to people. Whenever they have a child, letting people know that they've had a baby and being a part of that, it's always a way. And and it's done in all kinds of ways. You know, people get kind of extravagant sometimes. Maybe they'll hire a plane and let it fly across the plane with a tag falling behind it and say, we've had a baby boy or a baby girl. Or maybe they'll put some kind of announcement on a billboard. Or some of us more common people just send something in the mail and say, we had a baby. Uh, But in the birth announcement, you know, it usually will say the name of the child and maybe the sex of the child, the height and the weight. It's pertinent information that people are interested in when a child is born. Well, the angel's announcement wasn't any different, but it was certainly a different way of announcing something. There has never been a birth announcement like the birth announcement for the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, the angels of heaven came to make that announcement. The angels came to celebrate what it is, but it had that important information in it as well, for it told us that this one that was born was born to be the Savior. The Savior. That's why he was being born. That's why he was coming. That he would be the Savior of all mankind. That he would take away the sins of the world as people would trust in him. But it not only gave us that information that he was the Savior, it reminded us that he's the Messiah, the promised one. The one that everyone had been looking forward to and expecting and hoping and praying for throughout all the generations and hundreds of years waiting and hoping that this this Savior would come and be a part of it. But that wasn't all of it either. For it said he is Christ the Lord. That word in the Greek is a word that translates the Hebrew word Yahweh, which is the most precious and holy personal name of God in all of Scripture. And so what those angels were saying, what you and I need to understand, is they were saying, this baby, this is Almighty God Himself. Can you imagine that? The God of creation, 
This God had come in the form of a child and made himself available, accessible to all of us. The Bible tells us in John 1.14 that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This God came to us. He came to let us know him and experience him in the fullness of what he is. That's what the announcement was about. That was the birth announcement that was being given and being a part of it. And, and think about it with me as we look about it, as we see what's going on here. This child, this baby, was older than his own conception. He was older than his mom and dad. He was older than all of the universe. He was older than the angel that announced his birth. For he is eternal God. He is everlasting God. He has been God, is God, and will be God forever. Nothing can ever change the reality that this God, God of the universe, this creator God who has no beginning and has no end, this God took on the form of human flesh and was born among us that we might have the wonder and the joy and all that he had to offer to us and the things that are happening. It was a miracle. It wasn't just a miracle to read about or hear about. It was a miracle in, in time, in history. Because in that moment in history, those shepherds did go. And they did look upon a child in a manger. And they did see this child, this one who was proclaimed to be the king. Maybe they heard him cry. Can you imagine listening to the creator of everything, the universe, crying? Or maybe one of the shepherds reached out his hand. To just gently touch the child. And as babies do, maybe that child reached up, took him by the finger and held on for a moment. He who created mankind, formed him with his own hand, holding his creation in his own hand. What a moment that must have been. What a time that must have been for those shepherds and even for Mary and Joseph as they observed and, and looked and understood, maybe not understanding all of it, but experiencing all that going on and being a part of them and the wonder of what was happening as they thought about it. See, Christmas is here to remind us that God is a God of surprises, that God is full of surprises as we look and as we see him, certainly the fact that God became a man and dwelt upon him, that was a surprise. Nobody expected God to do it that way. He had promised there would be a Messiah, but in this way, in this manner, nobody had ever thought about that whatsoever. Where he was born was a surprise. Not so much the city, because that had been prophesied in the Old Testament. But in a, in a shepherd's place, in a, in a manger, in a barn, the, the way the announcement was made, and to whom it was made, that was a surprise. Not anyone would have expected that to happen. The fact that heaven came to earth certainly was the great surprise of all as we look at it and as we see. And let me just give you a quick aside. When you and I open presents at Christmas and think about it, we, we anticipate and, and we always look forward to what the surprise is of what may be on the inside, being a part of it and, and, and seeing that. And what we need to remind ourselves is every time we open a gift this year, we need to be reminded that God is the God of surprises and he gave us the greatest gift that's ever been given in all of eternity he gave us the gift of himself in Jesus Christ he gave us the gift of forgiveness he gave us the gift of eternal life he gave us the gift that can never stop giving God loves us so very much that's that's what he did as he gave for us but then the shepherds already astounded heard that song multitudes upon multitudes of angels I don't know how many that is but I'm pretty sure I can tell you it's a whole lot there were lots and lots and lots of angels 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace toward men whom God is well pleased. See, the angels had seen God do all kinds of amazing things. I mean, they, they had seen surprise after surprise after surprise throughout time. They were always, I think, amazed at how God loved his creation even though we were so sinful and even though we were so rebellious and even though we so often just turned our backs upon him and walked away from him and yet he continually demonstrated his love. He continually reached out in love. He continually sought to find a way to get to our hearts and to make us be able to know how much he loved us and to respond to him in gratitude. And they were, I think they would, must have always been amazed because the angels aren't omnipotent. They don't know everything. Omniscient. They only know what God tells them. So they didn't know the whole plan. They didn't know the whole purpose. They just knew obedience and praise and glory to God. They were surprised again. What a surprise it must have been when they found out that God, their creator, had chosen to enter the earth in human form. And to do so, not as the reigning king of all the earth, but as a small little child in an unknown, unimportant place to unknown parents. What a surprise that must have been. God is a God of surprises, and what he does in being a part of And that promise that, that, he, that they made from God to man, peace. See, they were saying that God himself was making it possible for men and women to be at peace with God by the effort that God himself was making as he extended himself to us. See, this, is, this wasn't some kind of temporary peace. This wasn't some treaty that was signed one day and, and broken the next day. This was a peace that was the peace of God. This was peace of man with God. That separation that had, had become a part of our lives because of our sinfulness, that which had divided us from God and caused us to always be an enmity with God, that peace that needed so desperately to be found in our lives but that we couldn't find and that we couldn't make and that we couldn't keep was being provided for us, being offered to us. And this child that was coming, this peace was a peace that came to all men with whom he's pleased. And we need to hear that, folks. We need to understand this is not peace in general. It's not world peace. This is peace to those men upon whom God favors. And that means that's peace upon those who receive the gift. See, the only way to have peace with God is to accept what he did for us in Jesus Christ. There is no way to be at peace with God unless we have truly confessed our sin and accepted Him as Lord and Savior of our life. Otherwise, there's no peace. Never will be. It can only be through Christ. The promise came certainly through the birth. That was the beginning of the peace being offered. 
But that was only the beginning because for that peace to be fulfilled and to come to completion, that child that was born had to fulfill his mission and he had to go to a cross and die for our sins and, and rise from the dead in order that we, the promises might be secured and being a part of it. And so this peace was a prophecy of peace. It was a promise of peace to anyone and everyone who would look to this child and see him as he grew up and understand that he is the Lamb of God, the perfect Lamb of God, the sacrifice of God that would meet the needs of all the justice and all the law and all of the holiness and all the majesty and everything that was demanded by law by God to be satisfied would be met in Jesus Christ so that anyone and everyone with no exceptions that would choose to could be at peace with God that was the message that's the message of Christmas for you and for me that's the surprise for all of us that no matter who we are and no matter what we've done and no matter what's happened in our lives we can have peace with God we can be at peace with him now and forever because of the work of the Savior and what he did for us and being a part of it. Ken Hughes said it maybe in a, in a unique way, maybe, or at least a way that you need to think about it when he said, you know, wouldn't we have all maybe liked to have been a fly in one of the sheep's ears and been there when it happened and got to hear the angels sing and hear that message? Or maybe to be there in the manger scene somewhere among the animals and, and got to witness what was going on? Certainly, the angels played a great part in the birth of Jesus Christ. But he goes on to say, but God didn't come to save angels. He came to save us. God didn't come to redeem the angels. He came to redeem man mankind. See, we, can, we have the promise. We have the opportunity because of Christmas to go on praising God forever and ever and ever because God came to us to bring salvation to us, to let us be a part. That was the song of the angels. Charles Wesley had it right when he said, Hark, the herald angel sings. See, that word hark is a word that means listen carefully. Bend your ear so that you don't miss anything. And that's what we need to do this morning. We need to listen carefully to the angels' songs. For unto us has been born a Savior the Messiah, Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth toward men whom God is well pleased. What a message. What a Christmas gift that you and I have that we can celebrate for all of eternity. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, as we come to these moments of Invitation, it's always such a sacred moment, at least in my mind and heart. We've been blessed already to, to sing and praise you together through hymns and songs and share communion together and pray together and hear your word from the very precious book that you've preserved for us throughout all time. You've been speaking to us and and each of us in our own way have listened and heard. These moments are yours now especially. To call upon us individually to respond to who you are and to what you're doing in our lives. Father, there may be some here this morning or some listening in by some other means that have never truly understood Christmas because they've never let you be born in their life. 
Well, I prayed today would be the day they might say, yes, I receive Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. Asking to forgive me of my sins and accept me into the fullness of who He is through Christ. Maybe there's some, Father, who need a church home. Maybe there's some who need to be at the altar just praying and celebrating. Maybe there's some of us who just need even where we are to just lift up our hearts before you and praise you and thank you. Maybe there's some, Father, that are troubled. Things in their life are not all they wish they would be, all they could be. And what they need is the angel's song, the peace of God in their life. Whatever it is, you're able, willing, ready to meet each and every one of us right where we are and to do the work we need you to do in our lives. So I pray that we will surrender to you in these moments. In Christ's name, amen.